Hello, everyone. Welcome to Non-Members Only. This is a podcast for non-members. If you're a member, please leave. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Nostalgia. Sometimes it just hurts. Ouchie. In the heart. In the feels. Need a Band-Aid. <laughs> wow. What's up, everybody? Happy National Biomusical Instrument Day. Yes. This is, I feel like, a little timely because we just had to get our oldest daughter fitted for a violin. And I'm not really sure how this is going to go because that sound, when you're learning to play a string instrument and you don't know how to play it, and it's like... It's terrible. Yeah. I... It's almost as bad as nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah, it's bad. But I'm going to have to sit there smiling and encourage her <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. Her playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star terribly. Oh, God, help me. Yeah. So violin wasn't even an option for us in school. Their only option is string. Really? Instruments next year. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, yeah, we got the recorder. They did recorder. Yeah. Okay. That's like when they're in what, third, fourth grade or something? Or younger. She's in, yeah, third grade. And then, so that's how they learn to read the music. Yeah. And then now they have to pick a string instrument for next year. Wow. Yeah. Back in my day, it was just. Right. And my day as well. You it could was pick any band flute, instrument. Flute, clarinet, saxophone, trumpet, trombone, percussion. Oboe. Right. That that was, those, there were some random ones. Tuba. Yeah. French horn. Right. My sister played the French horn. I think she just wanted to be cool. different and have something big. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you play an instrument? I played flute because I saw what my sister went through with the huge instrument. Yeah, you wanted and the like smallest. all the spit and stuff. And I'm like, I want something little, yeah. compact, and you can just whip it out and play it yep. and put it back. Yeah. What about you? I played alto saxophone. Oh, saxophone. Yeah. What made you choose that? I think at the time. Probably the Simpsons. I was. That's the first thing that popped into my head. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Was Bart Simpson. I think Lisa Simpson is the one that played. But, oh, Lisa Simpson. Yeah, Lisa Simpson. Yeah. But like there was an episode there where she was playing saxophone a lot. And I think even uh, Bill Clinton was playing saxophone <laughs> yeah. on TV. So like as a kid, that was pretty like impressionable. Like, oh, this is a cool instrument, you know? Yeah. So, Were you good? No, I was not. Yeah, and like, neither was I. They, they wanted you to practice like every day. And right. it's like, I didn't. So like at first it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. When you're young. But then once you get into like middle school and then high school, they make it like more competitive. There's different chairs for like, if you're really good, you get first chair. And Yeah, I didn't like that. And it's like super disciplined and it has to be your life. I'm like, I don't even do my homework. <laughs> How might you want me to practice this yeah. thing? Yeah, it was like I would do homework, right? I was mm-hmm. like focused on like the real classes. And then this mm-hmm. extracurricular thing was like, okay, now you have to go practice your instrument for an hour. It's like, I don't want to do that. Okay. Yeah. Like, I want to play no, outside or do something else. Yeah. So I played though up until maybe sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I realized like, the people that are continuing with this want to do this like as a career. Yeah. You know, I was doing it as just like an elective class, but it turned mm-hmm. into like way more intense than that. Yeah. It and you have to go to fun. like, you have to go to parades and then I didn't do march. marching band. Oh, okay. It was just like, I don't know what they called it, but it was like you get a credit for showing up in the class, you know. Okay. Yeah. Marching band was a whole different level, but yeah, I did not, I was not it, not it for me. Yeah. So I dropped out and, uh. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I Dropped think I out of band. Study, study hall instead or something like that where you just get to mess around <laughs> yeah. and do nothing. Yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah. Did you play flute for a long time or no? No, I think I, like you, like once it got to uh, realizing like, oh, these people are really intense mm-hmm. and the band at our school because it was so small we didn't have like different types of band or different types of choir it was like you're in band you will go march in this parade okay yeah not me and i was like no thank you because i did one i think in junior high and it was so hot and you're in these hot uniforms and people passed out oh my god and i was like i'm not i'm not feeling this anymore yeah this doesn't seem worth it i'm not gonna sacrifice my life to plan this parade so yeah and there was people that were just like naturally good and yeah sometimes like the stress of if you're playing like out of tune or something Mm -hmm. the conductor or the teacher you know would make you each play individually in front of the whole rest of the band oh gosh this is bringing back bad memories and i would just be sweating as like a you know 13 year old michael Right. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for my turn to play a scale or something. Yeah. Unnecessary pressure that I was happy to get out of. Yeah. Same. Same. So shout out if you're buying a musical instrument. Yep. You know, it's the day. It is, Today's the day. It is the day. Did you ever play like guitar or something? I feel like everyone like at one point wanted a guitar. No, my mom did. She actually took lessons when she was an adult because she taught kindergarten and wanted to just make up songs so that her kids would listen to her when she was trying to get them to do something. That's cool. So she would be like, the one I really remember is, it's time for show and tell. It's time for a show and tell. Yeah. It's time for a show and tell. Let's all listen to Michael. And she would like oh, jam okay. that out on the right, guitar right. and everyone would shut up and sit down and like sing along. That's cute. Whereas if you're just like, okay, everybody, it's show, show and, and tell, tell time. Yeah. They're like, they don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I played guitar for a little bit, but again, like that was just more for fun, for funsies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not in a class or lessons or anything. Yeah. So yeah. I'm coming in hot with a rant. I have a rant. We have all right, right off the bat. Let's just, we haven't let's had go one right in a while. A yeah. And I was I was in Costco the other day. They have these trash cans in like the food court area. I wanted to throw something out, and they're the ones that have like the flap that you have to like oh. push with your hand to open. Yeah. Why do yeah. they exist? Can someone tell me? I would like me? to know that. I would like to know that as well because you're basically like my hand is now trash. <laughs> yeah i don't want to touch it and and like half the time they're they're kind of like covered in some type of goo yeah. you don't really Sticky. know yeah, yeah. and <sighs> the other half of the time they're like kind of wedged open a little bit with someone else's trash that didn't want to put it all the way in yeah at the risk of it touching your hand yeah i just don't i don't get it i don't get it either i understand maybe someone came up with the idea and was like oh this is a way to keep it closed but after decades or i don't know how long of people not liking them and Mm -hmm. not using them right like why doesn't someone say let's stop making these yeah put the flap on the top and make it a loose flap you drop something in it just opens up and closes even if it's a napkin yes i don't dry napkin (laughs) should trigger don't want it touching me yeah (laughs) drives me nuts like i was with sam and i was like i need to rant about this because it's why is this like it's everywhere i see them everywhere still it's unacceptable yeah so get rid of them please i don't need anymore we're boycotting any place that uses those (laughs) i took a picture of like the one so i'll I'll post it 
but okay. it's literally like here. Oh gosh, no, no, nope. There's someone else's trash already sticking out of it. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah, God forbid they're on like in a park or something. Oh, that's way worse. <laughs> okay, now that the rant's out of the way, how are you? Anything anything new going on? How's your uh, food eating experience? Right, right. Yeah, so I am good. Today on our time is Mother's Day. Should we talk about that? If you want, yeah. And, you know, Mother's Day, usually I get like kind of frustrated every year because for some reason the kids seem to be worse than normal, like just not listening. They're so loud. Everyone's whining. And I feel like I don't... I've had this track record of Mother's Day falling on a really stressful time. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, the one year we were selling our house Mm -hmm. and we had all these projects lined up. Like, Dan and I basically, like, redid the freaking house to sell it. Mm -hmm. And on Mother's Day, I was stuck. I had a baby on my back. Mm -hmm. I had a paintbrush in my hand and I had to paint our front door. Yeah. And I just remember, like, stewing. Like, this is so horrible. And I see all these Mother's Day posts, like, they're out to brunch with mimosas or Mm -hmm. just doing all these relaxing things. And But this year, I was like, you know what? Mother's Day is really about just a day for your kids, basically, to get excited about you. Right. And It's not really about you as a mom. Yeah, it's it's not about me. (laughs) It's never about me. And it never will be about me, but I like framing it in that sense because this morning when everyone was acting horrible and whatever, mm-hmm. I know they're going to come to me with a little weird clay figurine and they're going to be so excited that they made it for me. Yeah. And that's Mother's Day. Other than that, it's just a day. So I don't get upset. Right. And I told Dan, all I want for Mother's Day is just a walk by myself. Mm-hmm. That was actually told to me by one of my aunts yesterday. And she was like, I just want to be left alone for Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. That's my request. Yeah. But yeah, so that is that. that. And the other thing I did this week was I went to a a local baseball team. Right. The Iron Pigs. It, you know, it's a beautiful park that they have. It's like a major league level park, Mm -hmm. I feel like. It's so clean. Everything is like, I don't want to say state of the art. It's just baseball, but very new and clean cut. No, I don't know, just just really pretty and comfy. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I wasn't expecting that. But they invited me to go because it was going to be all these like runner themed things. Like that was the night of runners. Okay. I forget what it was called. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'd love to just sit at a baseball game without kids and just space out. Yeah. I don't know anything about baseball, but it was going to be a nice night. And I'm like, that sounds great. Just sitting there. Yeah. Drinking water because I can't eat any of any <laughs> the food. I'll get to yeah. that later. But then they were like, yeah, do you want to do the, the pork run? And she sent me a video of it. It's basically a huge bacon, a ham bone, a hot dog, mm-hmm. like just giant costumes. And they race every game they do it. And the crowd really gets into it. Like all the kids are like, I'm rooting for you, Hambone. Because mm-hmm. Hambone always loses. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know why. 
anyway, so I was like, I didn't really want to do it because it made me nervous. Yeah. I always think no one's going to like me when I do things, so yeah. I don't want to like, do like, who is this lady? Why is she in, in <laughs> yeah. our thing, you know? Yeah, but lately, whenever I have that feeling, I force myself to do it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I got a pepperoni pizza costume, as one does, mm-hmm. and I... um go to the game. We're enjoying it. She's like, bottom of the fifth, I'm going to come get you from your seats and I'm going to walk you to go meet the mascots and get your stuff on. And I didn't even know what bottom of the fifth meant. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, sure, bottom whatever. Of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After now five. I know, or no, top of the, top of the fifth, yeah. which I think is beginning. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You knew that? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did not. So there's a, there's um, a point where like the team switch. Oh, is that what happens? Wow. I didn't even... Okay. (laughs) It's like my realization that there's offense and defense teams in football the other few months months ago. Okay. So then I go... We get like... We get our costumes on and their costumes are so huge. They're like three feet above where their heads are. Mm -hmm. And they have these... This little netted hole to see through and everything. And... As I'm standing there, there's no one around us. There's just this huge gate in front of us we're waiting to run out of. And I'm surrounded on all sides of me by one of these big pork things. (laughs) A pork mascot. I, at that point, I hadn't slept for like two nights for a couple different reasons. I think I got like two hours of sleep each night. I did not eat for like at least eight hours. Mm Mm-hmm. I just didn't get a chance to get something. I also did not drink enough water that day. So I'm standing there feeling a bit faint and confused. And I'm looking around like, (laughs) I think I'm hallucinating. Yeah. And I started to get really paranoid like, this isn't real life. Real. Yeah. And, but I didn't have anyone else there that I could be like, like Dan was already at the other side of the field. So I couldn't be like, Dan, is this real right now? (laughs) Because it seemed so fake. I can't even explain. I can't even explain it. Yeah, but it's like a I felt fever like I was, dream. Uh, yeah, it was a fever dream for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like laughing and I, I want to talk to these people, but I can't see their faces. And I'm someone that needs to see someone's face if I'm talking to them because I don't know how they're reacting. Yeah. So then I just start like panicking. And then all of a sudden the gate opens and Hambone, who I'm supposed to follow, just books it like sprinting and so that from then on my brain just shut off and i was like i'm just doing what they said to do and um yeah the whole thing was so weird but (laughs) after i did it it was i like then i was like oh okay that was actually really fun and hilarious so like if i had eaten and and slept i have i have a few questions yeah did you meet the people behind the mascot costumes yeah because i'm I walked down to the place where their costumes are kept okay. with them because I didn't want to be by myself. Okay. So you you met them before or after? Before. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Were they like, yeah, like we're going to, was it like planned? Like, okay, this guy's going to do this. This guy's going to do this. Or do they just run out and whatever happens, happens? It was like guided in a way. Okay. But they didn't say like, you have to come in second this person has to do this Mm -hmm. it was more like i'm gonna run out you can follow me there's probably gonna be a distraction on the field so just do what we do and that like that type of thing yeah so yeah i did have directions a a little bit which i was not in the brain space for holding information yeah 
So that made me paranoid. Like, I'm definitely going to mess this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was that your first baseball game or you've been to other baseball games? I've been to a baseball game in the sense of like Dan's old job, kind of like, they're like, yeah, we have these picnic table at a baseball game. And basically they guilt you if you don't go. It's kind of <laughs> like one of those things. Okay. Was it like and a major league game or like? No, 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 no. Okay. This was, this was where, like where we used to live. They had a minor league okay. team. I didn't watch the game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I wasn't even at a baseball game. It was just like I was at a table and there happened to be a game behind me. Yeah. So I I guess you could say this is the first time I sat at a baseball game. Okay. There were really good seats that they gave us right behind the thing where the people slide in to get a point. That base. Home home plate. (laughs) Home plate. It was right behind that. Yeah. But the other thing was... I have a a magnet. My head is a magnet for baseballs. (laughs) So I've gotten hit. And this started when my sister played softball, actually. So from the time I was probably like eight, maybe, I have gotten hit with so many softballs and baseballs, not playing. Like I am not playing. I'm just (laughs) playing around at a practice and there's a foul ball and it hits me. I've also been at a base, like a friend's baseball game where a ball was coming toward me and I ducked forward to hold my head and it hit me in the back of the head because I ducked forward. And also I've been on a trail near in the vicinity of a baseball field but i'm there's tons of trees and then there's the trail i'm on a ball landed right in front of my feet like hit the ground right there where i was could have been your head could have hit my head so i'm just a magnet and my sister knows this she's seen me get hit by so many balls and as we're sitting there foul balls are being hit so and landing so close to where i'm sitting and i net there's a net, but it was going up and over and down. <laughs> okay. Where I was. And Dan kept trying to catch them on camera because they couldn't even believe how close they were getting to me. Yeah. But every time, like, the ball was hit and he was, like, scrambling to get the Sony on and yeah, it was, like, already landed. Yeah. But so I was, like, on edge the whole time. And then when we went up to, we were with another friend and he was getting food because me, my sister, and Dan are on the cleanse. So we couldn't eat anything. Mm-hmm. And... As we were up getting food, a ball landed right there where we were getting food. <laughs> so it's like... So yeah, you can wear know. a helmet. I am actually... I would like to go back. They said we can go back whenever we want. Like, bring the kids. We can go out on the field and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. special treatment. And they had such good food there. Like, chicken and... Ch- chicken and Pete's. Ch- chicken and Pete's. All... I can't think of names right now, but really good places to eat. So I'm going to do a video there of doing a food tour and then having a severe stomach ache for three days. Right. Worth it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to a few Phillies games back in the day. I would love to go to a Phillies game. Yeah, not as clean, I'm sure. Okay, because there's just so many more people. Yeah, way more people. Yeah. A lot more drunks, I'm sure. Yeah. A little bit more chaotic. Okay. But yeah, it's um, it's an experience if you've never been. Because I'm right. sure like 10 times as big in the Phillies like stadium, you know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sure you could pull some strings and get, get some. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to go and sit in a bad seat. I want special treatment. Because <laughs> right. I don't like baseball enough to be like, no, I'll sit up here like yeah, a mile like, from the field. Where, like, get binoculars to watch the game. Yeah, no, I'll just, no. Yeah, 
I understand. So, Phillies. How bougie of you. Phillies, if you're listening, send us tickets. Box, Box seats. seats, please. <laughs> <laughs> Box seats only. That's the new name of the podcast. Box seats only. Yeah. That's the opposite of non members only. I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that we need to talk about? I'm trying to think. There's a duck nest at my <laughs> sister's bed and breakfast. <laughs> it has 11 eggs. That's crazy. Like a regular yeah, duck? Just, yeah, mallard. I like mallards. Yeah. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out that duck, duck fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super random. I was listening to a, a podcast. It's an old armchair expert podcast with Will Farrell. Mm-hmm. And he's my favorite, not just comedian, but I think person in general in the world. Okay. And they were talking about these things that he used to do. Like Dax, Dax was trying to give examples of like things that Will Ferrell would do. And he's like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like, why didn't I think of that? And Mm -hmm. now I can't do it though, because he did it. Right. And one of the examples was um, at a Lakers game, there's, I guess the... The security there, they wear these, like, bright red jackets, Mm -hmm. and it's this very, like, specific uniform or whatever. And so Will Ferrell's friends somehow got a an official one of those uniforms for him for his birthday and (laughs) he wore it to the game yeah he wore it to the game but he had to like be strategic and sneak in the jacket because he didn't want to walk in they'd be like where'd you get that like you have to take that off or something Mm -hmm. so he snuck in the jacket and then at this certain point in the game he put it on and came back out and stood in front of his courtside seat and just faced the audience and just stared like serious the whole time (laughs) And he just watched people start to be like, oh, my God, is that Will Ferrell? Like, he looks like Will Ferrell. Yeah. And it was just and then Shaq, I guess, was there and he caught on and he was like, have Will kick me out of the game or something. So then like that was a whole bit. But he was really actually scared that he was going to get kicked out. Like they had plans if he got tackled by security and all this stuff because he wanted to do it without getting approval first. Yeah. And like special treatment and whatever. Right. And then there's, of course, like commentating the Rose Bowl parade with Molly Shannon. Yeah. And just he's, like. He's such a clown. I love him. Yeah. He wanted to be on this late night commercial of the guy mowing those really tall weeds with that. I forget what the the thing is called. It's like DR mower or something. Okay. He's like, I just want to be the guy that pushes the mower. <laughs> in the back you know <laughs> yeah. it's like it's so funny and they were talking about you know how he's just like seems perfect kind there's of. never yeah. bad press yeah. about will ferrell right. yeah and there's doc shepherd who who's interviewing who who is like you know in recovery from alcoholism and i don't know maybe drug addiction and yeah you know struggles a lot with like mental health and anger issues and like everything and he's like how are you like you always drink the perfect amount of beer you always you're married to the same woman for like 20 some years mm-hmm. you never get angry there's no scandals Every, revolving around. no scandals yeah. everyone that talks about you says you're the nicest person and he's like how do you do it because <laughs> it is like yeah in comedy especially there's always alcoholism there's always you had a really horrible childhood and that's probably why you found comedy to deal with things and he he didn't really have an answer but he's just like i just have this 
disposition to be like, if I'm bothered by something, I'll just like go to sleep and wake up and be like, ah, it's it'll work out. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like he just keeps his stress level so low by thinking in that way mm -hmm. that he can just, I don't know, he's just a lovely guy. Yeah, he seems great. I mean, Step Brothers is one of the like all-time movies for <laughs> yeah. me, so. Yeah. Yeah. Elf is just my, I watch Elf with the kids probably every day for two weeks in December. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. We just can't get enough. Yeah, he's great. There's so mm -hmm. many Will Ferrell movies that I'm just like a huge fan of and yeah he's so random like i feel like you see him in random places too yeah 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 i think that the trick is also just to not take yourself too seriously and he just doesn't right you know, he does some of those like big time guys even comedians take themselves too seriously he was talking about his first season on snl mm -hmm. and was saying that he really did take it super seriously and the critics were like horrible to him and saying he was the most annoying new character on snl mm -hmm. but then he laughed about it and started cutting out all the articles and putting them in his office right so i think yeah he just has a good i don't know he's just so perfect <laughs> <laughs> shout out will ferrell shout out will ferrell i know you're listening yeah okay um let's talk about zucky boy oh boy wait two episodes in a row we talked did we about, talk his... about him last week too didn't we talk about his 5k yeah we did you're right okay so Zucky Boy's just on like some some type of uh, crusade or something. I'm not sure oh, what he's okay. I'm not sure what he's <laughs> up to. But recently he won both gold and silver medals in his first jujitsu tournament. What? Which took place May sixth in Woodside, California. Did they let him win? So that right, that's that was my thought too. So it says in a post on his Instagram, Zuckerberg thanked his training team at the Gorilla Jiu Jitsu Academy in San Jose for helping him achieve his goal. Yeah, so it says in in uh August of twenty twenty two he said that jujitsu helps him to realign his focus and get physical before tackling work problems. Hmm. Okay. He just doesn't I mean, I shouldn't be stereotypical. It just doesn't seem like the body type that would win a gold medal in jiu-jitsu. Right. My, my question was, who were his opponents? You know. Right. Are they people that work under him? Were they experienced? Are right. they just children? Are they Joe Rogan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have lots of questions, none which I have answers to. So. And none we will fact check. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that he's out there doing that. And... I sent you a picture earlier, was it was it this week or last week, of mm -hmm. like him with like a crossbow, him with like a, do you remember that or no? Oh, yeah, like traditionally manly things. Yes. Like a, yeah, crossbow. A, I'm trying to find it. Was one like hunting? Yeah, hang on, I'm trying to find it. I can't, was it a link? It must be. I think it was a Twitter link. Gosh, we send each other so many links. <laughs> yeah, there's How a lot of garbage in here. That? Oh, here I found it. It was on Monday, 3.26 p.m. So what is it? Explain the picture. Okay, so it is, one of them is like jujitsu. Yes. One, he's throwing like a javelin at a, <laughs> a huge spear at a red dot on the Yeah, is that board. one real? I, I can't. It's His looks... body looks so funny on that. Yeah. This other one has to be photoshopped. It's him on like one of those boards. That one's not. He actually posted a video of that a while ago. Holding an American yes. flag? Yes. 
Oh my god, he's so unpredictable. I just feel like yeah, I mean he's he's out there. It's on one of those like water boards where you I think you have to like pump up and down to like to keep it going. Yes, and he's holding an American flag, like huge flag. And then the other one, I'm not sure what this is, but it looks like a crossbow, and he's in like army Cart camo camo <laughs> with a sun shirt on. Yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. And the caption is, what's stopping you from living like this? Yeah, so it, it no, it says, the, the part that bothered me was, men, comma, oh. what's stopping you from living like this? It's like, I don't know, maybe I don't want to throw a huge spear at a dot. <laughs> also, maybe I don't have time to uh, just take up uh, jujitsu and uh, crossbow. A lot of people were like, I don't know, a billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the correct answer. Yeah. You just got enough time. When you have people to do things for you in every aspect of your life, yeah. that's when you can start living your life. Right. Do you think he's out there cooking, going right. to Costco? No. You think that guy ever touches a, a pan, a chef knife? No, ever. Do you think he ever cleans a pan after he makes eggs? Does he even make eggs? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, he's got a personal chef, probably multiple. They plop his kids in front of him to play for a little bit, and then they take him away when they crap their diaper. Mm-hmm. Shout out Zucky boy. I like how we're just completely making a story about this person. <laughs> yeah, it's all made up. We have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, all all from this one picture of him beating jujitsu. That's how easy it is to judge people, though. It really is. But that whole men thing just bothered me. Like, why are you? Why? Because you're a man, you have to go shoot us. Arrow. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I think it's just a regular bow, but it's like a compound bow. But yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Let's talk about this alpha girl syndrome. You sent me this uh, Instagram post. Yeah. Okay. So I read this and it was said alpha girl, whatever. I was like, oh, it's probably like women like in a friend group and they're like the alpha personality. Yeah. And that was like not it. So it's a tick-borne illness like Lyme disease, mm -hmm. but the, the thing that it causes is food allergies. You didn't, and I'm okay. like, are you freaking kidding me? So there's all these people that have, like in their adulthood even, it would be like me, oh, and it's not just food allergies, it's specifically animal products. Yes. So one day you can have uh, a cheeseburger and then the next day you eat that cheeseburger and within 24 hours you have like severe food allergy symptoms from it. All animal products. Yes. I actually know someone personally, a friend of mm -hmm. mine, who got bit by one of these ticks and is now can't eat red meat. But they can have other animal products? He can eat like chicken. Oh, and okay. Fish. That's interesting. Yeah. Specifically, red meat bothers him. Wow. So, he, so yeah. It's, it's called the Lone Star Tick. It's a tick mm -hmm. with like a white spot, I think, on the back of it. We have them all over here in New Jersey. So, I'm kind of surprised you've never heard of it. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of this alpha alpha gal syndrome i've never heard of it it called yeah that. no i've heard of the lone star tick and all that stuff yeah. but this with the food allergies i've never heard of yeah so he he was bit by this tick like by a lake or something he was fishing and then he like ate dinner one night and he just like felt so sick wow and he didn't know what it was he you know and then eventually he went to the hospital and they told him they like tested him for whatever this was and that's what it that's was so crazy and so a lot of people in their adulthood are having randomly like can't eat certain things mm -hmm. i wonder if some of it is this 
thing because a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah, I just that's so random. It's so all of a sudden you can't eat meat like animal products. That would drive me nuts. So you're a vegan then, like (laughs) overnight. You're just a or not a vegan. I shouldn't say that. You're plant based overnight. Yeah. So it says that the allergy causes the body to react from eating meat from mammals and products made from uh, mammals that include beef, pork, lamb, venison, cheese, milk, and yogurt. So your friend's lucky though that he it's only. Uh, red meat for him because a lot of these people they can't have they're like 100 percent plant-based then right well yeah i i think he can eat chicken and fish and i don't yeah. know that he can't eat dairy products like cheese yeah. and milk i know like for him like steak and burgers and stuff like that like no more that's so sad yeah yeah so it says a bite from a lone star tick can cause a circular rash similar to the kind you see with early lyme disease but the most notable symptom caused are nausea, diarrhea, and digestive pain that starts between two to six hours after eating animal products. Wow, so that's quick. Two to six hours. Yeah. Wow, I hate ticks. So I hate them so much. Me too. They piss me off so bad. I spend so much time at the end of each day checking every kid and myself for ticks because they are rolling around in the grass. Yeah. And we're surrounded by trees and like long grassy fields yeah. and... and do you find like them that. often or no? Yes. And they're on the dog. Like we find ticks all the time. Yeah. That's why um, I literally don't go in my woods mm-hmm. in the summer. You would or we don't. I would or we do not because <laughs> I will get so many ticks that yeah. it's just not worth the stress. Right. Right. The only time I go is like dead of winter. Mm-hmm. Everything's dead. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite Well, time. that's going to be the problem this year is the winter was so mild that it didn't kill them off. Right. And They're, I have a question. They'll be everywhere. Uh, my question is, do they die off or do they just kind of like hibernate? No, I think they die off. There's uh, then the, another round emerges. Okay. They're supposed to die off, I think. Okay. In the winter. Yeah, I did not know. I'm not going to fact check that either. Yeah, that's the word on the street anyway, is when there's a mild winter, the ticks are going to be worse because there's more of them. Yeah. The ones that should have died did not. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to prevent them from being here. Like I had um, my cousins from New York were visiting yesterday and they're young. So they're like running around in like the, the bushes, like they throw the ball in the bushes. They just climb into the bushes and grab it. And I'm like, uh, like oh. I told the mom, like, you should probably like check them for ticks. You know? Yeah. And she I had to like explain like how small they can be. <laughs> right. That's people don't. Yeah. People don't get that. They think it's like a regular insect. Yeah. Like an, a size of an ant. I'm like, yeah. no, it could be smaller than that. Yeah. Much smaller. Like the ant's abdomen or something. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them very small before. So mm-hmm. uh, sorry to stress you guys out about that. But, you know, oh, they're just be aware. Yes. We're spreading awareness of AlphaGal. Also, don't forget to get your yearly skin cancer screening. Go to your dermatologist. Say you need a full body skin check mm-hmm. and then you can walk out with peace of mind. Or you might have to get something cut out of you like me every year. But this was the first appointment in a really long time that I did not. That's good. Congratulations. Look, thank you. <laughs> it really made my day on Friday. Yeah. I was at the dermatologist last month, actually, so... Good. Got my checkup. So there's your reminder, everybody. All right. I want to talk about millennials and nostalgia. Okay. I saw this TikTok that was like, why are millennials so nostalgic about certain things like their youth and like the shows they grew up with and all this stuff? 
And do you have like a theory on that? You're a millennial, right? Yes. I'm an elder millennial. Yeah. I do have a theory on it. Go ahead. So we were the first generation to go from growing up without social media and all of these distractions to all of a sudden being a hun- everything is 100% online and run by social media. Yeah. And I feel like deep down we like we do miss that those days of like being just checked out and fully present in the moment. Mhm. And no other generation has that coming of age in that huge switch. So to us, it's like, oh my gosh, remember this one candy. Really what we're yearning for is... Simpler times. Simple time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's my theory on it. Right. I like that theory. I I believe that, actually. I think the that switch of like having no tech right mm-hmm. to having like a little bit of tech to having so much yeah really happened with us like we grew up with computers you know mm-hmm. but i remember the computers that we had were not like you you couldn't really like do anything that you could do now you know right i remember like playing like solitaire solitaire <laughs> you could make a word document sometimes yeah. it would work sometimes it wouldn't yeah but this guy's theory had a lot to do with like shows and commercials how they were very much tailored to us Mm -hmm. as kids he looks back at like the 80s and 70s and 60s he's like those shows like thundercats or like he-man they were like very fantasy oriented and kids would watch them right but when he looks at shows from like the 90s like i don't even know that you've watched some of these but like doug hey arnold rocket Mm -hmm. power recess those shows were just kids playing kids your age uh-huh. out in the world experiencing things it wasn't like very fantasy oriented okay are you following me so like yes that was yes, his theory and he's like we would see ourselves in these car- characters why it seems like millennials have a greater attachment to nostalgia than other generations i think there are a couple of reasons but i think it has more to do with the fact that childhood culture in the 1990s and the 2000s was so tailor-made for us as kids in that era and previous generations just didn't have it like that like for example go back and watch the type of cartoons and childhood entertainment that was made for kids in say the 60s the 70s the 80s it's very broad and it's very detached from reality stuff like scooby-doo in the 70s and thundercats in the 80s because that stuff is so detached from reality i think it was easier for that generation as they became adults to detach themselves from the content they grew up with. He's using that theory to be like, okay, well, that's part of the reason why you are nostalgic for that youth era, because all these things were kind of created for you. So I just thought but that I was... I think every generation had that. Y- yes and no. That's that's what his theory is. Like, like marketing is always toward kids and shows are always toward kids. Like even when my dad was little, the the shows were for kids except like news and stuff yeah but what what are those shows it was like the little boy that would go play and his dad was a police officer what's that show is this like a cartoon no it's a real show the intro was like the whistling black and white i i know what you're talking i do know what you're talking about i don't know the name of it yeah that was like a normal kid and they they had the um the crew that those little kids that were bad, mm-hmm. you know, 
I remember that. In yeah, black I, and white. I understand what you're saying, but he's what this guy is saying. And I'll insert like the audio to I'll chop it up so yeah, people can maybe hear what I he's have saying. To listen to it. When we grew up in the 90s, we had stuff like Rugrats, Hey Arnold, Doug, Rocket Power, Recess. These were shows about kids just being kids, and they were made for kids of the same age. It was like specialized. Right. It was just for us. It wasn't just for us as kids in a broad, generalized sense. It was for us as kids growing up in the 90s and 2000s. That combined with just, you know, the fact that we had all this personalized technology from CD players, the fact that the Internet was about actually educating us and entertaining us instead of just trolling us. But he was saying, like, because of the the cartoons were just kids, they weren't like live action when you look back at the cartoons from like those times, they were very like fantasy, like Jetsons, you know. So I'm I'm so confused. Which one does make you nostalgic? The kids, the ones just where you can like see yourself in the kids, which is what like a lot of those '90s shows were. Okay, and then '80s. Just was... watch the watch the TikTok. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm I feel like I'm losing you, and uh... yeah, I'm I'm just wasting time. I think my um I think my thing is easier to follow and. I, I really just wanted to talk about the nostalgia for millennials because I, I feel like I have that it's deeply. Powerful. I have it yeah, for millennials, but also just for like myself in my own little bubble, like a smell that reminds me of my grandpa who has yeah. not been alive for a really long time. Like that's true nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But there is a whole like, yeah, millennial nostalgia. It's also like you go your for a while in your life without thinking of these things. And now with the internet and social media, someone will find an old picture and post it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. Like when, you yeah. know, other generations don't have that. Yeah. I get fed like on TikTok so many videos of just like, you know, where you can kind of like scroll through the pictures and it's yeah. just like things from either school that like you've completely forgot about like they'll show me like a lisa frank binder and i'm like oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) did you ever see those videos where it's just someone recording it's like the year 2000 Mm -hmm. someone's just recording in their high school just walking around their friends are saying hi to them yes i've seen that that gives me a feeling that i don't know what it is because i hated school so much Mm mm-hmm but it also is nostalgic for that like time in my life because I was in high school in the year 2000. Like I remember Y2K when we thought everything was going to end. Yeah. And now there's Y2K fashion. Right. Everything's so weird. Those like, kind of videos make me sad, to be honest. Yeah. The nostalgia becomes too nostalgic and it just makes me sad. And like, yeah. yeah. I drove through an old neighborhood after my dermatologist appointment and I cried. Yeah. Even though I didn't particularly like living there. It's some, but, I think it's just something about like aging. <laughs> like I think so. Yeah. Like you're seeing the people around you grow mm-hmm. and for some reason that makes us sad. Yeah. It's know. like, can everyone stop? Yeah. Let's just chill out for a little bit. Yeah. Can we breathe? We do too much. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I still have like, like I'm looking around, like I have so many things from like that I'm still attached to from my youth. Yeah. Like pictures of things, like random figures that I have, like they're just kind of on my shelf. Like here, let me grab this. Okay. This is from Power Rangers. <laughs> Do you recognize this or no? Slightly, yeah. I used to watch Power Rangers. Yeah. I used to play with this so much, like as a kid. It's probably from like 1997. You know? Wow. It's just on my shelf. And I think some people are more prone to being attached to stuff like that than other people. Yeah. Like I have a lot of trouble getting rid of kid stuff, mm-hmm. baby stuff. Yeah. I'm sure I'll have a lot of trouble with that too. 
Yeah. So. If you're keeping toys from your when you were a kid, you're going to have a lot of trouble. Yeah, I do. I have, <laughs> I have a lot of toys from when I was a kid. So let's quickly talk about these mammoth meatballs. I think like a few episodes ago, we talked about like they wanted to bring back the woolly mammoth. Yeah, like genetically or yes. some, yeah. Yeah, actually it was more than a few weeks ago. It was like months ago, I feel like. Time is not... Not real. Time's weird, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a meatball made using DNA from the extinct woolly mammoth has been unveiled by an Australian cultured meat startup, Val. The mammoth meatball is not currently available for consumption, but the aim is a... Aim of the creation is to highlight the environmental impacts of standard agricultural practices and present cultured meat as a more sustainable option for food production. How do we feel about that? (laughs) I feel like it's one of those things that's like, yeah, this is a good idea. Powdered milkshake. You don't have to put the dairy and the Mm -hmm. keep it cold. Then who knows what happened to those? Right. Probably killed some people. Right. Probably cancerous. <laughs> I feel like science is great, but we're also really stupid because people take science, just like people take the Bible so literally, like we're like, oh, you can make a meatball from this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, how's your body digesting it? How's it different from the actual meat? Like, I don't know. And I feel like we just do weird shit sometimes <laughs> and why did it have to be the woolly mammoth like right why <laughs> right i think that's a, the the trouble i'm having is why is it a woolly mammoth like how about we do like beef right yeah it says scientists are optimistic about the future of cell-based alternatives to meat products their whole idea is that like the farming industry is killing the planet so mm-hmm. this requires less space less water for livestock and technology allows the meat to be designed to meet taste and nutritional preferences, which is vague, just but okay. vague, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I just thought we had to talk about this. Um, actually, Liz suggested this to us, and I thought it was on, you, on point because we had discussed woolly mammoths before coming back to life. It's just weird. Yeah, it is weird, and you know maybe it's one of those things that will be part of our future, and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I also am like. I don't know. There's a lot of other stuff that's killing the planet too that we just turn a blind <laughs> turn a blind eye to. Yeah. And we're always going after agriculture. And it's like, why don't we why don't we go hard on these other people? Like the the companies we just let dump all of their into just, our waterways. Yeah, just poisoning we, our water nonstop. Can we go after them? Be like, you're ruining the planet. Let's let's do some, let's change it. Yeah. Maybe find another way to yeah. Do something about that instead of like the cows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. I don't really know. I don't really know what to say about it. I'm starting it. to get angry. <laughs> it's just weird. You had sent me this video of a man running the Boston Marathon with a basketball. He was dribbling the basketball the whole time. Yeah. And I wanted to bring this up because number one, you caught that on camera and you didn't know. Because when you were filming, I looked at you and I was like, that guy's dribbling a basketball. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, I ju- you just seemed like you didn't see it. I, I kind of like vaguely remember seeing him. Okay. Because I... we have a clip of it. Okay. It's like at the end of a clip, you just see this guy yeah. dribbling a basketball. Yeah. And when I saw him, I was thinking like, I wonder if his friends just like passed it to him as a joke and he's just like dribbling it a little bit. Yeah. But then I saw this and it showed that he actually did the entire marathon dribbling a basketball. I can't like even your, imagine the pain. Your legs are and feet are tired enough. And what about your arm? 
yeah. your hand probably got blistered. I can't imagine. I really can't imagine that. Did he do this for like a Guinness Book of World Records thing? I was hoping you would tell me. I don't know. I didn't feel like. <laughs> you didn't that. feel like doing any research on it, right? <laughs> I just go send a link. I go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> While you're looking that up, I have a thing I want to say about Guinness Book of World Records. So it used to be like this really respectable thing, like, wow, the tallest man in the world, or wow, they made the biggest pizza, or something like that. But it's been around for so long that people are just doing the most outrageous things just to get in the Guinness Book of World Records, Mm -hmm. to the point where it's not even that impressive anymore mm-hmm. that you hold a record because you have to do things like the oldest or the youngest guy to run a marathon wearing uh yeah two different shoes while holding a pineapple and singing a song yes like it's you're just becoming more outlandish because that record wasn't taken yet mm-hmm. that's all i have to say we should about break that. one i think we should we can make something up that's dumb enough yeah the longest podcast of two different people <laughs> wearing shoes and one hat. Right. Without fact-checking anything or knowing anything that they're talking about. Yeah. So let's get the officials out here and they can do it. <laughs> yes. They can time us. Yeah. So I looked up the, the dribbling thing and I'm seeing an article from Runner's World that says in 2021, some guy beat the record. Stefan ran a 2 two-hour, 50-minute marathon while dribbling a basketball. Wow, that's, that is so fast. Yeah. The one we saw did not look that fast. Yeah, I actually can't find anything about him. So Okay, so yeah, there's no way he broke the record. He yeah. was running, I would say, like a 10-and-a-half-minute mile or maybe 11. Yeah, still impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you're just dribbling a ball for that long. Right. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why do that to yourself? Right. All right, let's move on to No Bad, No Sad. We're just chugging along here. We're chugging along. Wait, before we do No Bad, No Sad, should I talk about what I can eat? Sure, if you want. Okay. What did I say last time? The first... Avocados, nuts. Avocados, nuts, lemon, (laughs) olives, which I don't like, fish, and spinach, and broccoli, cauliflower. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then today is the big day because I'm adding in chicken. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to eat chicken thighs today. That's incredible. And I feel like I'm really going to feel like a new person. That's a Mother's Day gift. It is, from the universe. And I can eat cheese in like three days. I can, and lettuce. Does the chicken have any seasoning on it, or is it just like bland? You can use any herbs you want. Okay. Yeah. No sauces. Right, because I can't have tomatoes yet. Okay. Still, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> so now can we do no bad? Yeah. Okay. No bad, no sad. This story, it looks like an old story, but I saw this video on my feed. It's about this dog in Japan who is kind of like the hostess at the restaurant. So when you walk in, he bows and he takes oh. you to your table. <gasps> oh my God. And and there's a, puppies. Yeah, the the, yes. Oh my gosh. This is so, oh, it has a little basket and With it's the carrying menus. the menus. Yes. <gasps> yeah. So oh. he, he taught his, it says he taught his children to do the same thing, uh, leading by example. 
When the guests enter the restaurant, he immediately picks up a basket and delivers it to them. When the guests start to order from the menu, he quickly runs back to bring them a basket of wet wipes for his hard work. The owner pays him a certain amount of salary, which Barney puts inside its own piggy bank before returning to his position to be on call at all times. It's so cute, and his tail's wagging. Like, you can tell this really makes his day. It's like he's an actual employee at this restaurant. It's pretty great. He's the hardest working employee I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he cleans up. He has a little broom. Oh, and he crawls under and picks up trash. And he steps on the little trash step thing to open the lid. To open the lid, yeah. Wow. Oh, and then he turns off the lights. Oh, my gosh. I've been to Japan. Their culture for like restaurants and stuff is just really cool. Like everyone greets you, like even the chefs in the back will say, uh-huh. they'll yell out something when you walk in. Oh, I love that. Just, it, I think it's just like a welcome, like thanks for coming kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to just see like the dog almost instilling the same principles. Yeah. Oh, wow. That really made my day. Yeah. It's kind of, it's awesome. We'll share the video, of course. That was like, I think that was the best no bad, no sad story we've had yet. In a long time, yes. Yeah, like that's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Wow, it's rare to find those. It looks like we have some shout outs. We have quite a bit of shout outs. That wow. I think they're kind of my fault because they build up and I don't, you know, I don't check them that often. So. I hope they still listen. <laughs> I hope so. If you want a shout out, by the way, just message Instagram at non-members only and just specify that you want a shout out and what you want us to say. So Kayla uh, DM'd us and she said she absolutely loves the podcast and she's always telling her husband about the fun things we discuss. She's listened to every episode except the first one since y'all were adamant about not listening to it. Thank you. She listens on long runs and we have helped her get through her first marathon earlier this year. So wow, that's pretty incredible. That's huge. Thanks, Kayla. So Julia had a question for you, Oh, which you're probably not going to know the answer to. (laughs) What were the books you were reading regarding staying sober slash avoiding alcohol? Oh, absolutely. I know these. Okay. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes. Number one, you want to start with This Naked Mind. So that book will make you realize what alcohol does to your body physically, but also sheds light into what the industry is like and the marketing and why we think that alcohol relaxes us and why we think that we need alcohol to be more social and stuff like that. It kind of like does a deep dive into that. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I should do a sober book club. Mm-hmm. It's my my favorite pastime is not drinking alcohol <laughs> and telling people about it. If I go on my Audible or no, my yeah, my audiobooks, I bet I can and it also depends too, like if you like memoirs, there's a lot of really good memoirs. I tend to go toward the ones like about moms because there it's kind of like different when you drink alcohol and you have kids. It's like a different world. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't, you're kind of like going out and it's more a social thing. So you might not like, you might not relate as much. Another one is Higher Sobriety by Jill Stark. That one is like part memoir, part what this naked mind is like. Yeah. I also really liked The Sober Lush. And this book is like when you stop drinking alcohol, 
you think that like, oh, I can't have fun or I can't enjoy it because I'm not going to have that nice glass of wine with dinner mm-hmm. and stuff. But the Sober Lush basically takes you through everything that we love about or we think we love about alcohol and replaces it with something even better in life. Like a like how to listen to music, how to enjoy food. It has recipes, mocktails. That's a really good one. And that's a group book. It's It has a few different authors, but it's called The Sober Lush. Those will get you started. I do have many more. <laughs> If you're interested, okay, I'm I'm shocked that you actually remembered. Those yeah, because they're like they're like life changing. So I I remember stuff like that, but other things I read, I have no idea what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, shout out Julia. Yeah, and the last one we have is for Renee. She DM the account. I don't know that I sent this one to you. She said um, that uh, I'm always talking about sweating, and her husband has these uh, t-shirts that apparently absorb armpit sweat. And she, really and don't show it through the that's shirt? what she says they're called thompson tees and she told me to buy them and test them out and review them and are you gonna do she it she said if if we do to give her a shout out but i'm giving her a shout out anyway because I, I love the suggestion it's just yeah funny. thank you thank you anyway yeah but i think you should also try them i i should i should and yeah. do a star rating and I, I need to like wear it and go to like a stressful event or yeah. situation yeah I wanted to say one more thing about the Quitlet books. I can follow up on this, but like a common misconception is like, oh, well, I'm not, I don't drink that much or I don't like start drinking in the morning or I didn't never got a DUI. I don't have a huge problem. So I don't, I shouldn't quit. Like you don't have to drink alcohol just because like you don't have a huge problem. Mm-hmm. I really related to this one book that, Basically, she it wasn't like a huge problem in her life. She wasn't a problem drinker. She just realized like, wow, this is where my anxiety is coming from. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not even like a that well written of a book. But I think it's different in that a lot of these books, like these people are hitting like real rock bottoms, like really bad, ending up in really bad places. Whereas this chick, she has like the perfect life. She's has like kids. Her She has a good job and all this stuff. But finally, she pinpointed like where a lot of these issues she was having mentally were actually caused by alcohol. So I just have to find the title of that one. Just wanted to give a little disclaimer there. A little misconception. Bust a misconception. If I started a cult, it would be a quit drinking cult. I'd be a good (laughs) cult leader. (laughs) I don't even know how you got on that, but yeah, that's funny. You're so like uh, focused on these these books. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked. Because it's like it I feel like it's life. It really it is life changing. So you. I want to share it. I'm very passionate about sharing it with people. That's good. Yeah. We need that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those were the three shout outs that I had. I'm still going through DMs. So I'm sure I missed a few and we'll get to them. If you did, just just keep DMing non-members only until... Until you get one. <laughs> yeah. Until we get there. Yeah. Yeah. The trick is you need to leave us a review. Right. If you leave us a five-star review, you'll get a shout out. And on that note... That's it for for the show today. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we love reading your comments on our Instagram posts at non-members only. So drop us a comment and entertain us. Yes, please. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Wow.